Okay, so I'm going first today. Um, one of my clients uh, had recently, she started working with me maybe about two months ago, and one of her questions was, um, should I be feeling a little bit more sore after since I'm new to this? So she was kind of basing her progress all off of soreness. So we were just doing like a weekly check-in and this was her question. She's like, I'm maybe not feeling as sore as I thought I would. Um, and so how do I gauge that? How do I, am I doing the right things? Should I be feeling more sore? All of that after starting a new workout program. So a little bit of background though. She already does quite a bit like Zumba and Pilates, a lot of walking. So we just added in strength training, doing that together twice a week. And so her, her concern about feeling sore isn't far off, but I said, you shouldn't be so sore that you can't move the next day. But if you're not feeling sore slightly, then that's a good sign for us to increase our weights. Maybe we're going a little bit too light as far as the weights go, but a good exercise program doesn't mean that you're that you're sore all the time every time you change it up. We are doing new things, so we might we might like try to feel a little bit sore as we're getting started with some of that, but that's not the answer to am I doing enough work by feeling sore? You're not chasing soreness, you're chasing progress and results. And so um, that's actually I was I was glad that she wasn't feeling so sore because that let us know that, hey, we weren't pushing her too hard too fast, but it's a good gauge like, oh, we can now go up with our weights maybe about five more pounds or things, the, the movements that we are doing aren't causing any pain or stiffness or anything like that, especially because we were working through some injuries as we got started together as well. So I saw that as a good sign. And, and I'm glad that she was concerned and thinking about her body and making sure that she's doing everything she needs to do to do also. Yeah, I mean, like it could happen. It's like more likely to happen mm -hmm. probably when you switch programs. That's mm -hmm. like a good reason why. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, sometimes you will, sometimes you won't. And it's like very subjective sometimes too. Like just, I mean, you ever just wake up and you didn't work out and you're sore? Mm -hmm. Like that happens too. Like it's, it's hard. That, that, it's such a subjective metric and like to your yeah. pain tolerance that it's hard to even talk about mm -hmm. soreness in like a real objective way because there's no real measure to like show like what you think is sore, what's what's good sore, what's bad sore. Like everybody mm -hmm. always says you have a good sore or a bad sore. Mm -hmm. Like so, I mean it's just like even a hard metric to talk about. But I would say don't be alarmed one way or another. I would say you'd be more alarmed if you have soreness in like a joint, yeah, like an elbow or a knee or something like that. Mm -hmm. Your shoulder hurts, like shoulder. But if you think if you're like my, you know, my quads hurt or something, you know, yeah. I, I would say like what it is. personally, like the most sore I have felt and I've changed programs yeah. was maybe from when my coach and I have gone from like strength focus to hypertrophy focus. Yeah. Like that's something that just him and I haven't trained at in months. Yeah. And so now that was brand new to me. And I mean, first I had to figure out how to count that high. And then once I could get there, how much weight I actually need to do. So yeah, that first week I definitely was sore, but that was because we changed two completely different styles of movement where when I'm trying to introduce something new to a new, new client, to me anyway, I'm going to take the softer approach and make sure that we're, make, we're going through injury rehab that we were working on, form and position, yeah. and then now that she's conditioned enough with me, we're going up in the, the weights and the intensity. And so 
Now I might expect her to be a little bit more sore because we're just slowly progressing her on. But I personally, as her trainer, I'm glad that she wasn't so sore right off the bat to the point where injuries flared up or she wasn't able to move as smoothly. So right. now we're kind of progressing her in a, a safer way is what I would say. I would, I would guess if you were like new, like we're around us on a regular basis and I, I answered that question, you would think you would think that like I was like uh, saying the reverse. Cause actually now I'm thinking about it, I do ask almost everybody like, was were you sore at all? Yeah. Like I ask it almost every day, but almost as this, almost as a, like, how do you feel? Yeah. Like it's almost like uh, whatever they say, I, I'm like, eh. like it, it, I do ask it. So I, I guess it does matter. I, but, I've uh, asked that. I think I asked it like, how are you feeling? Is anything sore? Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. because, I mean, I think both of us have clients doing things outside of here. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so on their For day sure. away from me, did they go too heavy? Did they, you know, some like, yeah, they did play they, golf, exactly, they play tennis, whatever. Landscaping. Yeah. Heck, I was sore after landscaping. <laughs> but I mean, like, so depending on what they did between the days I saw them, I need yep. to know, like, if you're way too sore and we're about to hit legs, but you're like, yep. your legs are on fire, I need to make adjustments. Yeah. 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 I guess that is more of like a globally, are you sore? Not necessarily. Uh, as it relates to last workout, mm-hmm. yeah, because I may have seen you maybe five days ago yeah. or something, and you yeah. might, you if you're still sore from five days ago, you got another problem. But like, yeah, what'd you do over the weekend? Or yeah, yeah. that's probably more relevant. But. I mean, I can't believe I hardly landscape, and I did a ton of it on a Saturday, and by Monday and Tuesday, my forearms were still really sore to the point where I'm like, okay, I know I have deadlifts, but I'm not going to go heavy on deadlifts because I don't Straps. have grip. Straps. Yeah, I can't, I'm not loud, but. Oh, yeah. 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 Official. Yeah. Official stuff. Yeah. Right. But anyway. So yeah. So I just thought it was a really good question that she asked. And I was really proud of her for asking it because she's gauging and it just let me know that she's ready to move up in intensity. So I was, um, it was a good conversation to have. Yeah. That is good. Uh, good point that, that shows like buy-in and they're like attentive to the process. Usually as yeah. a trainer, you almost have to like bring them back to like, okay, here's what we're doing. Yeah. Pay attention to where this is related to the process. Mm-hmm. She was doing more than thinking about the next rep. So yeah. that's so big that was, picture. That's good. Yeah, big picture, good question. Nice. Great conversation with that client. Yeah, so what's yours? Uh, so I was talking to a client about a favorite topic, walking. Oh, and we yes. were So we started talking about why 10,000 steps is relevant. Oh. And I didn't have a good answer. So these are actually my favorite ones to do because I used to go research a topic. So I had to come back <clears> to it. So, as a recap, just for uh, all of our walking enthusiasts, lowers risk for heart to be heart disease, obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, depression, all the big ones. Mm-hmm. Ten thousand steps is about five miles for reference, so mm-hmm. every two thousand steps. Um, but the average American is only getting about five thousand. It's a little bit higher for guys, a little bit lower for uh, males or females. But so, no big deal, you know. Yeah. You guys should move I around guess. a little bit more. Hmm. <sighs> All right, we've lost half our audience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ratings are plummeting. Plummeting. Um, as it relates to rest of world, though, uh, what would you guess is the country that has that gets the most steps per person? China. You're correct. Hundred yes. percent. Wow, we didn't even rehearse this. Well done. Uh, yeah, we're we're not we're third. To, I was surprised. So uh, below us, India. Surprise! Surprising wow, really? below us, yeah, for, for, like okay. forty three hundred India. Get it together, uh, Indonesia. I don't know why that is. That could be like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indonesia is the lowest, thirty five hundred. Wow. Islands, I guess, is less space. I don't know. Whatever. Mm. 
this is the least least informed conversation on on geography you're ever going to see. So so he, so the question is why did we settle on as a like this has been the mark forever. Everybody yeah, knows ten thousand steps, ten thousand steps. Mm -hmm. Like why is it that number? What's special about five miles? No surprise, the answer is that there's nothing special about it. <laughs> and so it actually comes from, so leading up, so the Olympics in 1964 were in Tokyo. And leading up to it, there's a lot of attention on fitness. Yeah. You know, they're like nationalistic. They want their athletes to do really well. So there's like the culture kind of embraces fitness as mm -hmm. like a, this is a, to be aspired to. Yeah. So marketing firms see this and they're oh. like, nice. Yeah get in there yeah let's get some of those dollars so uh they basically so there's a company called Yam yamasa i'm gonna mispronounce everything from this so apologies um uh yamasa invented a marketing ploy to sell a pedometer and i'm not even gonna pr try to pronounce what what the name of it was because i feel like it would be like just <laughs> inappropriate <laughs> in some way um but it literally translates in japanese to ten thousand steps meter oh like literally what year was the tokyo 64 okay so but that still doesn't answer the question of why 10,000 right yeah. like that's maybe where it came from but mm -hmm. why did they select it so that's the origin so it's not for sure but the so apparently the japanese symbol for i wish we could have a visually for this for 10,000 is it 10,000 yes looks very similar to like a man walking Oh. I'll show it to you after. And so that's the, the Japanese character looks like that. So that's why, that's hypothesized why they settled on the name 10,000 because it will look cool for marketing. If they're like, it's this many steps and it like, looks like a guy walking. I feel, I feel tricked. Cheated, right? What? <laughs> Cheated. Uh, it's probably like anybody that listens to this is probably like, yeah, we knew that. But I didn't know. Oh, it, I didn't know that. that. Um, so there's really no reason why that you would that 10,000 so yeah. then I do a little bit a little bit more so like what is a number that you should strive for because mm -hmm. we are health oriented not just storytellers yes. I guess but uh, so I guess so disease prevention benefits overall peak right around 7,500 steps again yeah. there's a million variables male female your height your weight but just uh -huh. in general across population if you're an average ish person 7,500 steps a day. I had actually read that and was yeah. going to say yeah. that. Yeah. So, so I've, I've seen that as well as far as it's okay if you can't get 10, start yeah. low or, you know, how I know we talked about shoot for five, shoot for seven. Yeah, everything but like that's relative. Yeah. Just improve. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. right, over time. But I uh, did read that seven, seven around 7,000 was yeah. that's a, a for good number. So... Again, and then I guess as we relate it to our field where we, not only do we work with people for health, but also for like body recomposition. So, mm -hmm. you know, adding muscle, you know, losing body fat. Um, so people that take 10,000 steps are significantly more likely to lose, not only lose weight, but be able to keep it off mm -hmm. than people that walk with the average, it's actually a little bit low the below the average, but um, uh, average amount of steps. So... Not only does it aid your effort to, you know, take the weight off, but ingraining it as a habit is going to be one of the best tools you have to, uh, like, increase your caloric output during mm -hmm. the day so that you're able to sustain your weight loss. Like, regressing it, to even, even without, you know, the gym. Like, you can, mm -hmm. you can, that's a good stopgap way to 
you know, put the brakes on, you know, adding that weight back. Well, I feel like 10,000, you don't just accidentally get. Not like no. the general person, like myself included. Would, I, I like, will. Like you, well, you also live on a bike trail. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I our mean, jobs, me, Our jobs are uniquely physical too. I mean, even, well, yeah, me yesterday though, being here for, I think I was here for seven hours, running yeah. back and forth, loading weights. I did yep. my own stairmaster workout, which I'm not counting the steps of the stairmaster because it my thing my tracker that like freezes and it's like you <laughs> climb two flights. No, I climbed a lot more than that. You're like stationary though, yeah. so that's how it doesn't register. But anything. um, so a, so no stairmaster included. But and then and then my upper body workout at the gym, right? So that's me. Not paying attention to the day. I in the at, five percentile of activity for the average person, right? probably you are. It was are. only around seven. It was like seven thousand. Yeah. So for me to have, if I was had an intentional step goal every single day, that means I would have to really go put effort and go for another walk, yeah. and get another about two miles in. Yep. And so if you're very intentional about getting ten thousand, that means you're you're making it a priority, spacing it out yep. in your day, scheduling it walking that that pace with a purpose to get your yep. steps in so of course you're going to lose weight but then also maintain it to keep it off because it's yeah. habitual and intentional and you're, you're doing it yeah i wish um i guess i've done this sometimes personally but i wish we did like a step goal like over a long i don't i don't even like daily because it's so uh you know pass fail in the short term mm-hmm. i wish uh, it's like a soapbox thing i guess for me but like it would be better if you're like, hey, can you get, even if the number was lower than 10,000 a day throughout the week, if you're like, can you get, you know, 50,000 steps this week? Mm-hmm. Because if you do get behind, you can make it up elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You don't just lose that day. Mm-hmm. Like you could go get, you know, you know, you could go walk five miles in two hours yeah. and catch up on a Saturday. Exactly. And you could get 10,000 steps right there. Yep. So that, I mean, I'd wish, I, maybe we should talk about it in that way, but this, the common public would, it's not as fluent. 10,000 yeah. is like stuck in everybody's head, but thanks to Yamasa and their damn pedometer. Yeah. You can mark this explicit now. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Darn. Fourth, fourth one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.